Hello and welcome to For the Love of Beer podcast. I'm Phil Savory, joined as always by my good friend, Mark Carley-Johnson. Hello. Hello. I was expecting some sort of Norwegian hello, is it just hello or hello? Um, my laptop won't actually load it quick enough for me to find out what it is, because <laughs> of all the research that I've done, the one thing I forgot to do was find out what hello is in Norwegian. Um, yeah. And right now the laptop says no internet and it's got a little dinosaur. So, so not only, yeah. not only have, have, uh, <laughs> you, have you failed in, um, in your little sort of uh, in tradition of how you do the intro, um, but I've also um, failed in that I've, I've blown the beer in the country before I've even introduced it. <laughs> <laughs> We've really shit this one up to start with, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, oh. Let's yeah, not bother starting again. Let's just, this, is, this, this is it now. We're, we're, well, we're in now. We're in this. Well, I was technically right anyway, because hello in Norwegian is hello. Hello. And welcome to um, For the Love of Beer podcast. There we go. Thanks for listening. And welcome. <laughs> yeah, that's been another episode. We'll see you next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So, yes. Yeah, so, for those of you um, new to the show, myself and Mark are on a quest to drink 100 different beers from 100 different countries. Uh, today, we're coming to a beer, um, a Scandinavian beer. Obviously, it's from Norway. We've already explained that at the top of the show. And we're drinking Ringnes Pilsner. Ringnes Pilsner. Um, obviously a Pilsner beer um, from the land of Norway 4.6% we're drinking a 330ml can um, first taste for both of us is that right? yep never had it before it really difficult one to get a hold of actually yeah. yeah how did we get it? Um, came from a friend of the show Matt um, whenever you google it you, I can't even find any reference to any kind of shop that sells it at all but he managed to get it I believe from um, Duty Free in Oslo Airport Obviously, he didn't go over there. He managed to get them to post it to somehow. I don't quite know how it works because whenever I've been on any other duty-free website, there doesn't seem to be any sort of reference or anything like that. So he's playing an absolute blinder there, but he's had a few cans of it, distributed it among the community, um, and here we are, fortunately. So, so he's tried it? He's tried uh, yeah, he's, already, he's had it, yeah, yeah. Did you like what it? He's, um, I think he said it was all right, yeah. I don't think he was... You know, I don't need massive opinions about it, but so, didn't seem to dislike it. Message yeah. him, still admin, message him now, and then see if by the end of the episode he gives us a review of it. Could have a bit of a problem with that because I actually don't know what the Instagram password is, and I'm recording this on the phone, so. Um, I'll message him now then. I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll leave that one to you. A bit of admin for you, so uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, leave that. Leave that while, with, while you do. While, while we're chatting, I will. I will. I will cover that. Fantastic. Um, so yeah, ring those pills, isn't it? Gold, small can. Yeah. Um, looks a bit boring, doesn't it? If I'm perfectly yeah. honest. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's kind of a gold, um, gold can. You know, ring there's in a pretty standard font. It's like a white, um, a white ribbon, ribbon. going yeah. around the circumference of the can. Um, there's a, a little like a crest at the top there with a an eagle sat on the world. Um, 1877. So interestingly, so the so the brewery, Ringers Brewery, was founded in 1876, and this appears on the can to suggest that the, that the beer comes from 77. But it's when I looked on the internet, because again the information is pretty scarce on this. Um, it says that the Pilsner was first sold in 1886. Yeah, I've got 86, so that's what I'm so confused so about. Either either someone's lying. Or maybe it was a case of they brewed it but didn't sell it, or didn't it wasn't sold to market until later on. So maybe it was just brewed for I don't know the fun of it. I, I, I have a clue, but um, couldn't have been very family. Popular. Yeah, 
Well, it was a family-owned brewery, I believe, until 1978 when it was merged with some other independent breweries. Um, in 1991, it combined into a group including Prips of Sweden. Yep. So, part owned by the same firm. Um, you weren't wild on Prips, if I remember that correctly. Was fine. It, it was all right. It was an inoffensive beer, wasn't it? Yeah. You preferred. Um, yeah, I quite enjoyed Pips. Uh, Prips, sorry. Um, then they combined with Carlsberg in 2000 and then became wholly owned by Carlsberg in 2004, which was described as a national catastrophe by Christian Oringnez, who obviously was a descendant of the, the people that initially made it. Yeah, so... Two brothers. Um, they also distribute, uh, sorry, bottle and distribute all Pepsi products in Norway as well, so obviously it's quite a big um, brewery that's going on there. But yeah, it's brewed in Oslo, the capital of Norway. These brothers, apparently, the brothers that the brothers that founded the, the brewery, the Ringnes brothers, supposedly they um, financed um, expeditions, um, and there was an expedition or something to, um, you know, like the, you know, like um, Shackleton that sort of shit, where you go out to like the Arctic and in a boat and mm. that sort of thing. Um, and there was one to Canada apparently, and they've got islands named after them. All right. They discovered like three islands, and and two of them are named after. Each one's, one's named after each brother, and there's another one named after something else, somewhere else. Really? All right. That's good, isn't it? Um, well, I've just had the uh, first sip. I don't know if you've opened yours yet. I'll, but... just, I'll just open mine now. <clears throat> See what you think. My first sort of thoughts on it is just a, a bog standard. It tastes like Carlsberg, actually. Um, it's not vile. No, it's not vile, but at the same time, yeah, it's quite ordinary, isn't it? It's not memorable. You know, once this journey is complete, hopefully will be at some point. I can't imagine that this one is going to be sticking in my mind for some time. In fact, I'll probably forget about it by tomorrow. I mean, it's fine. Like I say, there's nothing ostensibly wrong with it. No. It, it's a. Uh, I mean, it's a. Uh, it's a. It's a pretty standard pilsner, isn't it? It's not. It's not. Doesn't. Doesn't quite um, captain imagination like a. You know like the great German ones do, or some of the other more interesting ones that we've had. I would like to think that this is not the best that Norway's got to offer, the pills in the world. Well, I mean, I, it, it is obviously the main one over there, isn't it? But I guess I guess the reason why it sustains itself over there is because it's got the power of Carlsberg behind it. Yeah. Although weirdly, um, when, you, when you look on like Beers of Europe, because I remember like, early on, you know, your first instinct is to look on Beers of Europe to see if you can find this. Um, and they seem to have alternative Norwegian beers occasionally on there that, that may be a bit mm. more interesting. You know, There's just no sign of this. No sign of it at all, is there? It seems to be one of them that just doesn't get exported. Maybe it's just because it's boring. And realistically, no one except people doing this list would really want to buy it. You know, if you've been over there for a weekend on the sesh in Oslo, I can't imagine you're going to come back and... You know, like if you were to go, say, Rome or something, have a weekend on the Red Peroni, you'd come yeah. back like craving more of it, wouldn't you? And you'd think, you know, I'm never going to drink uh, Nastro Azzurro again because it's nasty Azzurro. Um, and you crave the red one, whereas this is just meh. Just meh. It's probably cheap, I'd imagine, over there. I mean, it doesn't look an expensive beer, does it? And Carly, uh, it's sorry, Carl's beer. Yeah, it's a gold can. Um, and ironically, doesn't seem to say anything premium. Mind you, it is all in Norwegian, so maybe it says premium somewhere in Norwegian. Possibly, yeah. Well, that's usually quite prominent, isn't it? It just says Ringnes Bruggeri in Oslo. 
She's and ringing those pills. The, yeah. The yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, pretty pretty ordinary stuff, really. But we'll, we'll work our way through it, as is tradition. We, we have to finish. I've um, just been looking on the Oslo Airport um, duty-free website, and there's no yeah. sign of... Um, well, there's loads of shops sort of detailed on there, but there's no sign of anything that you can actually um, purchase and then get posted out sort of worldwide. So I've no idea if you can make, we might even be drinking this illegally, you know, for all I know. Um, but yeah, thanks to Matt. Well, at least we've got it. You know, if it's illegal, it's illegal. Yeah, Happy big days. thanks to Matt, friend of the show. We'll see if we yeah. get thoughts on it by the end of the recording. We'll, we'll see. I've, I've sent a message. Um, Brilliant. So, Norway, um, you've never been, have you? No, I've not, no. See, I, I, it, it's a, Scandinavia generally intrigues me as a holiday destination because I've always generally been, I mean, I haven't been abroad loads, um, but generally everywhere I've gone has generally been warm, apart from a bit of Germany in, in sort of like autumn, which, which wasn't. But most of the time you go somewhere sunny, don't you? Yeah. And uh, I always thought you know, the idea of trying to, you know, a cold holiday, like a winter holiday, somewhere where you're going to freeze your tits off. And, uh, I've done quite a, quite a few city breaks, but I must admit Oslo has never really been anywhere near the top of the list. Yeah. And the last few years, me and the wife have particularly done quite a few of them, and it just doesn't really appeal at all. I mean, obviously, apart from getting older, this. However, yeah. Go on. Um, it's really cheap to get. Well, it was until recently, obviously, but it's one of the cheapest possible destinations you could go with Ryanair. You know, you're talking like you know when they have them pound of flight deals and yeah. so forth it was always on them offers so you could easily get there for a really decent price so i was looking at doing a day trip to go and pick up some of this um obviously it's never happened but, but yeah it's a cheap place to get so i don't know if it's cheap when you get over there because scandinavia it generally tends to be really expensive doesn't it because they don't pay as much income tax and they make up for it by taxing all the goods ridiculously highly which we'll be having over here soon and still pay loads of income tax. You know what's really interesting about Norway, though, is in Norway, um, everyone's, uh, so everyone's um, gross income, taxable income, and total wealth is all publicly yeah. available. That's fantastic, isn't it? So it's not like it's all on like a website. You have to, you have to, um, you have to request, obviously, sometimes to, to view or access it. And um, I think they have allowed it into law that you can see. So you can see who's searched your wealth or whatever, who's looked it up. But it is all publicly there. So because because all that stuff has to be documented, it makes like tax dodging and all that sort of grifting very difficult in Norway. So it's a much fairer and much more, um, you know, I, I'm a person, I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. I think, uh, especially it's like you're it's like your average man living like Gary Lineker, isn't it? You know, everyone knows how much he makes and decides to slate yeah. him for it constantly. You know, yeah. the guy's a wanker, I can't stand him, but he takes quite a bit of harsh criticism in that that sort of quarter, in my opinion. Um, yeah. He is very well paid for it. He took a pay cut recently. Yeah, I mean, he must be living on the breadline. Um, I mean, he, is, then, he is overpaid for what he does. I, I don't mind Gary Lineker, but I think he's massively overpaid for what he does. He is, yeah. But then, so are the likes of Jeremy Vine, who is not far behind him. Yeah. And the biggest overpaid of them all is Claudia Winkleman. I mean, what on earth is she doing, apart from Strictly every week? She's on hundreds of thousands. She, I'm sure she's the top paid woman on the BBC. Really? Yeah, I'm sure she is. Ridiculous amounts of money. 
See, I, I, yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind Claudia Winkleman. I can't stand her. I yeah. really can't stand Claudia. She's Marmite, isn't she? You love her or you yeah, hate her. I, I, something about her. I don't know what it is. I know. I, I, I don't know if I've said this before, but like Claudia Winkleman, I, I get the feeling with Claudia Winkleman is, is she could be potentially highly irritating, but I do find her like kind of a, a slightly attractive in a quirky way and slightly yeah and slightly amusing in a quirky way which i feel like i shouldn't but i do i don't find it in any way funny at all i really don't because yeah i much prefer her to say test daily for me she's so <laughs> fake as well isn't she? Found sight of test daily that was on a chalkboard and that's yeah. why i miss bruce i miss brucey on strictly so much Miss Bruce Wilson, so much. Yeah, but you say that, Anton stepped into his shoes well last night, did he not? Well, that was Lens, really, wasn't it? Uh, uh, sorry, yeah, Len. I'm, I'm thinking on the Lens side, yeah. I'm sure our listeners don't really want to hear us go on about Strictly Come Dancing. This is a beer podcast. So, um, yeah. anyway, yeah, so so tat, so I, I'm all for the, the, the whole making your finances public, you know, I think. Imagine politicians here, if they had to do that, that'd be incredible. That'd be amazing. <laughs> It'd be brilliant, you wouldn't all, it? You couldn't have all that sort of fucking around they do with like their expenses, and, you know, and all these dodgy like backhanders and stuff they're always getting. You just eradicate all of it. I mean, utopia. politicians, yeah, the politicians would be the biggest shafted by all of that, wouldn't they? Really, um, and I absolutely love it. I love, um, I love it. Um, Claudia Winkleman's salary, just to go back to that, just quickly. Yeah. Um, £365,000 per year. Grand a day. That is, ob- yeah, absolutely. Grand a day. Ob- obscene. That's ridiculous. That is absurd. She's not worth that. Is she? She definitely isn't. No. Ridiculous. I get the as well, that, and I'm not, I'm not flagging off her appearance because I do find her attractive in, a, in an unusual, and an, I find her unusually attractive. Um, but I get the feeling that if I woke up next to Claudia Winkleman, She'd look like a completely different person. Um, she, well, you know, she she's on that hair advert, isn't she? With head and yeah. shoulders, you know, she has yeah. that, yeah. whatever it is they say about her hair. Got Imagine that, like, waking up next day, yeah, wake, before she's um, washed her hair in the morning. Imagine it would be all over the place, wouldn't it? Yeah, and I think she wears, she's heavily like made up, isn't she? Heavily made up. I think if you took that yeah. off, I think you wouldn't recognize. I don't think I'd recognize her. I think I'd just woken up with a stranger. Yeah. Um, incidentally, um, she's not actually. Well, she's thirteenth in line from the top of the list. Straight behind Gary Lineker is Zoe Ball on one point three six, one point three six million per calendar year. Insane. Uh, Graham Norton, Steve Wright, Hugh Edwards, Fiona Bruce, another friend of the show. Next in Vanessa Feltz. How much is um, that? 405 grand. Really? Yeah. Uh, Lauren Laverne, now the what, next Just for one. radio? I don't see her on telly. I wouldn't even know what she's on anymore. What's she doing? Is she on... what, is she, what is she even doing? I haven't got a clue. But the next one is even worse than Lineker. Um, Alan Shearer, £390,000. He's shit as well, isn't he? He is shit, yeah. Shit. Stephen Most Nolan. The day nowadays, though. The yeah, day they like are. Alan Hansen, those days are long gone. Yeah, but then I can't stand Lawrenson either. Um, no, he was always a bit shit, but 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 ha- you know, Hanson was Danny, was Danny Murphy, Jermaine Genus, they're all shite, aren't they? I can't stand them. Ian Wright's not so bad. 
He's yeah, amazing. right, he's all right, isn't he? Danny Murphy's shocking. Anyway. Yeah, um, moving on. Uh, I've, just had a, I've just had a brief update um, from Matt, who, who has, who, who's drinking this live with us. So oh, he's now, fantastic. He's now cracked one out, so he's now going to drink <laughs> it live alongside us and will tell us his thoughts as we're recording. He's therefore um, taking part in the show. I love it. Are, so he is, he's a part of this, part of this episode. Um, <laughs> so, Norway, inventors of skiing. Have you ever skied? Would you ever ski? Um, I've never done it. Never appealed to me. Um, when I was at school, you know, all the ski trips and all that sort of stuff never, ever appealed to me at all. ski trips at school? Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you not have anything like that? Someone's, someone's doing well. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm from crew. You know. Yeah, they had a ski trip every year to um, somewhere in the Alps. I don't know where. Because as what? I said, it, it didn't really interest me. Um, yeah, we're not messing about. You know, this, this all, I is proper. Was, all I got was playing tag on the Isle of Wight. Really? I went to Paris for school. Um, oh, I did, yeah, I did, did first... pa- yeah, I did Paris. No, I didn't. Yeah. Did I do Paris or did I do... It was, oh, it was Normandy. I had to be educational, you see, so we went to Normandy. Yeah, not quite as glamorous as Paris, is it? You know, romantic when you're 13 years old. Um, so yeah, yeah, skiing does not interest me, never has. Um, I'd probably break my leg or neck or just die or something, to be fair. Peak District was one I went to. Yeah, that was the, the most sort of romantic school trip I had was probably the, the Castleton and the Peak District. And my <laughs> girlfriend at the time, and I'd been going out with her for like two weeks, and on the actual, on the residential, it was a birthday. So I said to my dad, begged my dad, look, can I get, can I get her a present? Can you give me some money so I can get her a present? So I bought, I bought, um, I went into, I think it was Smith's I went into and bought, you know, like now CDs, you know, like now what, you know, the compilation CDs. It was that, but it wasn't even a now CD. It was like a, I can't remember what it was called. It was one of those anyway. So I had it. Brilliant. Then first day of the trip, uh, was it first day of the trip, day before her birthday, um, she dumped me. And then, oh, what a bitch! And then and then started going out with another boy. Um, I think his name was James Fox. Um, same day, yeah. What a bitch! What a bitch! Did you keep uh, the CD? I kept the CD. Yeah, I kept the CD for many years. Um, you know, there's a wallet in the up in the um, up in the loft. It might still be tucked in there somewhere. But it was yeah, it would have been about ninety eight, ninety nine. I think I was about eleven or twelve years old. I was pretty young. Um, yeah, and she was my first. She was my first French kiss. Um, wow! Yeah, and she smoked. <laughs> <laughs> so Even at that age, she just had a yeah, yeah, yeah. So tells you a little bit about where I grew up. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> so I remember, I remember the kiss. I remember how awful it was. Um, and she tasted nice. Uh, yeah, it was. It was actually <laughs> like an ashtray. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, yeah, she. Well, you know what? Yeah, it's hey ho. I moved so yeah, on. Yeah, inventors of skiing. bounce back pretty quick at that age. It's they don't really <laughs> nothing really means much at that age. Faster than Alan Partridge. Thanks for yeah. Anyway, so um, where were we? Hell, skiing. hell. Ooh, yeah. Have you ever so, been to hell? I've never been to hell, but there, there's people in Norway that have. In fact, there's many Norwegians that live in hell. Because it happens to be, must be dreadful. Happens to be the name of a small village um, that has its own train station um, and other other bits and bobs. So it is. It's called Hell. So people sort of go there and get a picture taken with the sign and stuff. 
It's also near Trondheim Airport, so it must be quite easily accessible. And there's a shopping centre in hell, which makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I'd go there. If I was anywhere, you know, sort of in Norway with nothing to do, I'd go and have a visit to hell. Just go and have my picture taken at the um, at the road sign, you know? Yeah, there's probably a H&M in hell, isn't there? H&M, there's H&M everywhere, isn't there? Mm. I'm just trying to think what shops would be in hell. Should I look it up? Go for it, yeah. I'm just looking at the moment. Another thing that I found out about hell was there are some um, 5,000-year-old crude rock carvings of reindeer which are apparently near hell, and I'm just having a look at the pictures of them now. Um, I can't really find what's exactly that crude about them. I mean, you'd be expecting cock and balls and reindeers shagging each other, wouldn't you? But it doesn't seem to be like that. It's just pictures of reindeers and random little sort of orange lines. Um, so, I mean, that's quite a disappointment. It's actually a World Heritage site, would you believe? Really? Yeah. So I've just Googled uh, the top search. When I, when I search shopping centre in hell, the top yeah. Google search I get is what a hellhole, the gallery shopping centre from the Wigan Traveller. The Wigan Traveller, excellent. So I'm going to have to dig a bit deeper. Um, meanwhile, um, while we're going, uh, is there something I can segue to get to the next point I was going to make? <laughs> Talking of skiing, <laughs> which we weren't, because um, I've missed my segue. Uh, Norway, most successful Winter Olympic nation of a population of 5 million people. That's stunning. I suppose... I know they invented skiing, so that gives them an advantage because they invented some of the sports. But still, for a... I suppose it makes it easier to practice when you've actually got the yeah. the proper facilities, doesn't it? You know, it's, um, unless you, you know, have a, a skeleton run or whatever it's called. It must be quite difficult, and we don't really have that sort of stuff here. So I presume they have to go on sort of glorified baking trays with wheels underneath, you know? Yeah. Makes it somewhat more difficult, I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, what about the Nobel Peace Prize? Did you know that it's awarding in Oslo? I did, yeah. Um, I, I did. Uh, it's to do with... Um, the guy was Danish, wasn't he, or Swedish? And then when, like that, he, yeah. when he died... It was like, um, yeah, do the awards in Norway. Don't know why. But yeah, there's no apparent reason why, is there? And it's only the peace one, because there's other Nobel Prizes, but they're not all presented in Norway. It's just the peace version. No so that's idea where, why. Um, Mother Teresa would have, would have picked up her award back in 1977, I think it might have been. Yeah, maybe she got a Norwegian passport. Who knows? Wouldn't be surprised. She's, she's an international woman of mystery. Yeah, I mean, talking of peace while we're on and, that subject. And, and uh, according to us in the last episode, a rabid masturbator. <laughs> Most definitely. God rest her soul. Talking of peace. <laughs> um, did you know that um, there is a Christmas tree gifted by the people of Norway to the people of, well, of us and London every year? Um, it's kept in uh, Trafalgar Square. Um, and it's a thanks for our help in World War Two. Um, you know, obviously everyone knows how the Brits love to talk of the Blitz and you know the Blitz spirit and everything. So yeah, nice that they appreciate us. You know, we're almost sore winners, aren't we? Because we never stop banging on about it, do we? It's quite pathetic, really, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's not pathetic. I, thought... we, we, I mean, obviously, we, there's a lot to be proud of, but we didn't win it by ourselves. 
Yeah. Most definitely not, no. But we seem to like taking the credit as much as we possibly can. But yeah, but, but no, but no, Norway, yeah, Norway, Norway, um, OS one. They um, apparently the first, the first World War, um, they they were neutral. They didn't, they didn't take part. They just, they were like, nah, don't wanna, don't wanna play. A whole country of conscientious objectors. But then, um, but then when World War Two came around, it got personal for them because Hitler actually invaded. So that kind of, they didn't have a choice really. They'd sort of get involved because Hitler just turned up and said. Yeah. It looks nice. I'll take it. And then they were like, "Oh shit!" So we had the we had the Norwegian royal family. So they basically um, carted them over to here, so we kept them safe, so they could basically govern their country from via via um, right from London. All right. That, Interesting. That, where the where that mutual friendship has come from, where it's like we'll send you know send you a. I mean, it's like. It's it's a bit like um, the national equivalent of of um, you know someone buying you like a Lynx Africa gift set, isn't it? Just that. Yeah, big, I mean, have you ever seen the dream? Just something every year. You're never really going to use or don't really want, but they they get you anyway as that as a gesture. Have you ever seen it? This I've trip? never thought. No, I, I probably have, and I've never even. Re- it's not registered in my brain. It's it's shit as well. It's not like it? a massive. Yeah, it's crap. It's not like a really thick. Big one that's really beautifully decorated, you know. Like if you were to go in, I was thinking of like the, Rocker, the Rockefeller one in New York, like the the, you know, the ridiculous, like huge, nothing like that. No, from no, no shit. From what I can remember, it's thin and tall, um, with not much stuff on it. It's just sort of it's put there because we're sort of accepting it, you know, with the typical British um, politeness, just sticking it up there. But we can't really be arsed with it. Like, well, we can't who is over there that picks the tree? So you've all the trees there. Who's responsible for picking the tree that comes to London? And they do must they, have someone that does it. They're clearly not picking the best of the bunch, aren't they? They're clearly, they're clearly sort of going, oh, that one over there. It's long, maybe, yeah, maybe they're thinking like, well, the Brits aren't really arsed with it because they don't bother decorating it. So just send them a shit one. And then at least we can say that we still send it, um, you know, a hundred and... Well, it's not 100, is it? But anyway, 80-odd years later, they can still say they're doing it. And then if anything ever happens again, which it probably will, then you know they, they can say, look, give us some more assistance. We've sent you a Christmas tree. And you know that's that, really. So, yeah. Well, uh, we send anything back the other way? Um, I doubt it, no. Um, because we're quite selfish, so I can't imagine we do. I mean, what, would we send to, what would we send to Norway? There's uh, one for you. A telephone box each year. Yeah, bowler hats. Um, a queue of people. A red bus. <laughs> Just a queue. Uh, yeah. A queue um, of migrants. <laughs> fish and chips for the Prime Minister of Norway or something. It'd be something yeah. pathetic, wouldn't it? Yeah. Of course it would. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so, um, yeah. A set of faulty towers. Yeah, it'd be something shit. Equally worse than the Christmas tree that they're sending us. Yeah, uh, but yeah, thanks to Norway, we do appreciate the Christmas tree. Signed photo um, of Lionel Blair. Yes, something equally useless. Talking of um, of uh, uh, forgotten nineties entertain- uh, retro eighties and nineties entertainers, Des O'Connor died today. I was just going to say, we'll no longer be sending a signed photo of Des O'Connor, will we? No. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Good and night, Des O'Connor. A, I mean, it was a very mundane death as well. He just fell over and died. Did he? Yeah, he just, just fell over. That's it. <laughs> Had enough. That's it. 
they'll pro- probably blame it on coronavirus. You know, that'll be attributed yeah. to it. Um, no, that took Bobby Bull, didn't it, from Cannonball? So he's he's gone because of Verona. Well, sort of, because he, he taken, tested... And it took, um, it took the Yorkshire Ripper as well. Yeah, well, there's a bonus. 2020's getting better. That's, that's, that, that is a bonus, because that means our tax... Our, 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 um, Tax isn't uh, going towards <laughs> giving them something to sleep. Um, so what you, um, population of hell has gone up by one, though. Say again, sorry. The population of hell would have gone up by one, though. Yes, it has. Um, but not the Norwegian one. <laughs> <laughs> um, world's longest road tunnel in Norway, 15 miles. The Lavendale Tunnel, 1 billion kroner to build. Uh, there are caves in it every six kilometres to separate the sections off and break the routine to stop drivers falling asleep um, because it's so long. And I didn't think 15 miles is a great deal, really. If you say it's 60 mile an hour, it's going to yeah. take you 15, 20 minutes to get through it, isn't it? It's not a massive amount, really. But it depends what the speed limit is, I suppose, depends how tight it is and all that. But um, Europe's biggest herd of wild reindeer, 25,000 plus of them, living on Hardangarida. Um, and then we come to the most important fact of them all. Oh, this, Final this, for we, you. Both, we both looked this up, didn't we? Because I, because um, uh, I, I did a, you did a bit of research and you said you were struggling a bit, so I did a bit, and then we both came across this, which I think is just fantastic. Um, does your wife know about this, by the way? Um, we've met the penguin. Oh, sorry, okay. oh, shit, I've ruined the story there, haven't I? Tell you what, so so can I, shall I just go, shall I just do a little bit about it and then you could tell me, you add on your actual personal life experience? There's not much to it, but yeah, go on. I'm keen to know anyway. So, <laughs> um, uh, there, uh, there's a Norwegian um, military regiment called the King's Guard, um, and they have a colonel-in-chief. Um, now, their colonel-in-chief um, isn't an ordinary citizen or, or member of the armed forces. Um, it's in fact a king penguin. So the colonel in chief is a king penguin. Um, his name is Brigadier Sir Nils Olaf, um, who's actually Scottish, and um, he's been in the post for 15 years. Um, in fact, I think he recently got. Uh, I saw a little. Yeah. I saw a little video well, of, him, of him, but you, 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 I think you'll, you'll, you'll update me on that anyway. So he's apparently the third penguin to hold the role. And it all started in 1972 when the regiment adopted a penguin from Edinburgh Zoo. And that's sort of had a friendship since then. And uh, yeah, I saw this YouTube clip of the penguin getting a promotion. And it was all like done. Like, you know, you had all the, the, the regiment, the troops were there. And it was all very formal. And they were saluting him and they were like centre attention and everything. It was all really like traditional. And it was like the penguin was sort of waddling through past them all. You know, like when the Queen does a royal visit, it was like that. The penguin was just sort of waddling past, and they presented it with like a medal on its like flipper. And Did they give it any fish or anything? No, no. They gave it like a medal and put it, the medal on it. It's like on a flipper, right? And then he let out like a <laughs> <laughs> no joke. That's on the video. Really? And, and then and then was back across when then the you know while they salute, it's incredible. Fantastic. So yeah, have you met you have you met this penguin? Well, I've met the penguin. Yeah, the current incumbent, um, Brigadier. What is it, Brigadier? Is he? Brigadier. Uh, sorry, Colonel in Chief. Colonel in Chief Nils Olaf the Third. This one. There's been sir. three of them since 1972. Apparently, it started in 1913 um, when Norway. I don't know who. Must be some sort of 
um, military thing, presented the zoo, Edinburgh Zoo this is, by the way, with its first king penguin. So this is 1913. Right. Don't know how it came about, but yeah, 1972. The regiment, I don't know why, but then adopted, obviously it won't be the same one, but another king penguin at Edinburgh Zoo. And every time the zoo is visited by this regiment, Nils Olaf, whichever one is in the position at the time, gets promoted to the next rank. Right. So that's why he's now, I mistook him for being Brigadier, but he's Colonel-in-Chief now. So he was, uh, yeah, he was is, Brigadier and now he's Colonel-in-Chief. It's something like that. And some before that, it must have been a private or something. But anyway, yeah, every time they visit, they promote him. So that's when you've seen this video. But don't they need to be careful with that, though? Because if they visit too many times and he gets promoted too many times... If he ends up being like a field marshal or something, then then they're relying on this penguin for military strategy. Because he pretty he's much top-ranking military official in the country. Well, he already is one of the top ones. This colonel in chief is pretty much, you know, he's in charge of pretty much everything. Um, they can't it seems there, surely, otherwise they're going to end up with a with a with a bit of a problem. Exactly. Um, well, yeah, you, but we you put your national defence in the hands of a penguin or the flippers of a penguin. Um. Probably not really, but then would it do much worse than our current um, Prime Minister? I guess if you gave the nuclear codes to a penguin, it wouldn't really know what to do with them, so you'd probably be safe from nuclear war. Exactly, it'd just sort of eat fish and waddle around Downey Street, wouldn't it? Unless, um, but yeah. unless, unless there's this, an, an elaborate grand plan from the penguin species to overthrow mankind. And they are playing the long game. And by building on this relationship with us, that eventually a penguin, one of these Nils Olafs, will rise to a high enough prominence. That well, that's basically what the Tories are doing, isn't it? But, but change penguin for Boris Johnson. Yeah, a, peng a penguin that could have the power to push the button and, and wipe out... Um, Western civilization, or or, or, or whatever. Mm, so, like a, a suicide bomber penguin. Interesting thought. Yeah, but well, I mean, sort of. But I mean, he wouldn't necessarily be killing himself, would he? So he. Well, no, as long as he's not in the blast radius of the of, of the nuke, you know. Mm, so it'd be like the penguin Kim Jong Un. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but anyway, we've met this penguin Kim Jong Un a couple of years ago. We went to Edinburgh Zoo. Um, during the summer, right in the middle of summer. Now, king penguins should live in the cold, but because these ones have been bred, uh, captive bred, obviously they, they just sort of get used to wherever they live. But um, at Edinburgh Zoo, it's got the biggest um, penguin enclosure in Britain, I think it is. And every day they do a walk round um, sort of a section of the zoo um, they make a path, they give it like half an hour and they tell everyone, you know, like, make this path. And they all sort of waddle around this massive little route that they've got going on. Um, so, yeah, we met him. I've, in fact, I've effectively saluted, I didn't, you know, give him the salute, but they tell you about all, who all these penguins are. And they have a, like a, a plinth thing outside their enclosure with yeah. uh, all the details of this Norwegian thing. So, yeah, I've met him. What a guy. The penguin Kim Jong-un. Uh, that, is, that is pretty um, pretty incredible. Uh, yeah. Right, famous Norwegians. Yeah. So there is one at the moment, although he might not be known to many, 
Uh, Magnus Carlsen, who's the current world chess champion, um, is from Norway. And right. he was, for a long time, last season, the Premier League fantasy, um, he was in the top 10 Premier League fantasy for... Was he really? Yeah, yeah. He's one of the best in the world. Um, right, okay. I did at one point, uh, and I will, in fact, you know what, I mean, the listener can't see it, but this is my, this is my fantasy trophy from last year from one of my competition. Um, I was at one point in the top 1,000 in the world. Wow. At one, briefly. For a couple were, you, were you on top of this guy at that point? No, he was, ahead was of, he still was, riding he was you. Like, he, was, he was second or third in the world, and I was like, right. Right, or something. Um, Clever guy. Seven million people that play it, it's not bad going. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and so far this season, I'm in like the top 100,000 or just outside the top 100,000. So again, looking, looking pretty good. Um, Excellent. Speaking of chess, have you been watching the, the everyone the Netflix series everyone's talking about? It's the Queen's Gambit. Have you watched it yet? Never even heard of it. It's really good. Um, it's about a girl that plays chess. I'll leave it at that. It's very good. Okay. Um, other famous Norwegian. Uh, apparently, um, Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Marilyn Monroe, that Jonathan Ross, um, <laughs> for Wawi. we? Um, Marilyn Monroe uh, is um, Nor- has Norwegian roots through her dad. So supposedly her father was part Norwegian, so she's part Norwegian as well. Fair enough. Um, just, just a you know. That one out there. Other than that, it's mainly things like I mean, there's not, there's not, there's not much there really. Not, not famous to, to us anyway. I mean, Liverpool had any Norwegians playing for them? We've had a few, yeah. We've had um, uh, Vegard Hegem was a right back. Frode Kipper was a shit centre back in the nineties when we couldn't defend. Um, Stig Inge Bjørneby, um, left back. He was, he was decent. Um, yeah, no, we've, we've had a few. Yeah. Um, huge, huge um, following in Norway for Liverpool. Is it? Yeah, out of all the Scandinavian countries, probably have the biggest following in Norway. I would say. Oh. Yeah. Any uh, any news from Matt while we're on the uh, subject yeah. of beer? Yes. So let's get the update from. Okay, right. Um, so first of all, he's going to tell us a little bit about the. Oh, I, I'll tell you what. I'll read the message. I'll read it. I'll read it. So. Um, Firstly, got a random call from a mate who works in Norway asking if I was still after Ringnes as he was in the duty-free shop at Oswell Airport and ah. it was a there. So that's how he got hold of the beer. And um, like the can. Looks sharp with the matte finish. It's like a matte gold rather than a shiny gold. So yeah. Um, tastes pretty good as long as it's cold. It's a typical it's a typical Scandinavian really, which I guess goes with what we're saying. It's it's, it's essentially Carlsberg, isn't it? Um, does the job without setting the world on fire. Um, I would go six and a half out of ten. Um, and I'll and I'll, I'll tell you what I will save. I'll save the last part of the message for later. Um, so right. So the uh, bar- barbecue beer. Ah, not really. But just because there's nothing about this that really is is going to impress you, you guess really, because you might as well just serve in Carlsberg. It's going to be cheaper for you. Yeah. I mean, if you were, if Aldi were going back to an Aldi sort of beer, if Aldi were ripping off Carlsberg, if that was green, that'd be what an Aldi version of Carlsberg would look like. Yeah, it's just a bit. It's just a. Mm, yeah, agree. Nothing special. Um, you throw it out, people are like, oh yeah, give it a go, and they 
they'd say, yeah, that's all right. Nothing wrong with that. Thanks. So, that'd be so, it. So um, the ambassador's, I mean, if it's not going to make a barbecue, the ambassador's not really going to pay much attention to it. I don't think it'd get near the ambassador. I don't unless, think he'd even get to taste it. Unless he's um, he's hosting um, uh, Sir Nils Olav Third. Because yeah, would the penguin drink the beer? Probably. Um, yeah, I think he probably he... would. If Nils was holding a reception, maybe he'd have it there. He'd maybe. want something Norwegian, wouldn't he? Or maybe, maybe he'd want the... something Scottish. Yeah, after the penguin uprising is complete, mm. um, you know, the ambassador is, is is forced to hold the reception for for the sort of leading penguin dignitaries of the world. And it will be Ringness and maybe tenants for the for the Scottish thing, perhaps. Yeah. Um, I think I, th- I mean I, I'm 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 I think we're pretty much there, aren't we? Are you still there? I've just seen you disappear off the oh, screen. Yeah. Shit. Hang on. There we go. We're back. Um, right. Should we get to rating them? Yeah. Can I just say basically, Matt's just said basically what you need to know in one message. Then we've taken thirty-five minutes to talk about. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We probably should just just follow. Um, I mean, it's uh, Matthew Markhead on Instagram. Yeah, he's much better than we are. He, he put it far more succinctly than we have. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, rate it. Well. Right. So we're going to rate it. Okay. Uh, yeah. right, are you ready? Yeah. Uh, three, two, one. You've gone five. I've gone six. Right. Okay, so, uh, right, let's do, right, tell you what, we're going to play a game, right, tell you what, we're going to play a game of rock, paper, scissors, with a twist. Okay. So Matt gave this beer six and a half. So, I am going to, I'm going to take myself out of the equation, I'm going to take my six away. So it's going to be your five versus. Oh, that's not going to work, is it? Because you fall in between. It's going to be what? Okay, no, I'll keep my six. We're not going to make it six and a half. So it either gets. So it's either going to be five out of ten or six out of ten. But you're not going to play rock paper scissors against me. You're going to play it against Matt. <laughs> Excellent. Matt, Matt has already messaged me saying that what he would pick for rock paper scissors. Right. Okay. Um, and I will. And I. <laughs> so I'm, I promise, it's all above board. I won't cheat. I'll. I've got right. it down here. So yeah. I'm give And you... he knows that I'm good at rock paper scissors as well. So, you know, he's he's taking on the king of rock paper scissors. So I'm gonna give. So I'm gonna give you to the count of three, and you're gonna give me your rock paper or scissor, and then I'll right. tell you how you did. Okay. Okay. Ready. Yeah. Three, two, one, go. Oh, you've gone for paper. And so did Matt. Ooh. Now oh. we're stuck, aren't we? <laughs> See, if I messed him again, I don't know if he'll reply fast enough. And I don't know if the listener is willing to wait for us to play a live game of rock, paper, scissors with someone. Um, so, uh, oh God, should we just make it five and a half then? Um, should we do it between us? No, we'll just do it five and a half. Five, five and a half. Eight, five and a half. That's fair um, enough, isn't it? Okay, sorry, slightly anticlimactic ending. I wasn't expecting it to be a draw. Um, <laughs> uh, right, social media, where can people find us? It's FTLB Pod, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
Yes, uh, don't forget Apple Podcasts. Give us a good review. Um, download all the episodes you can. Um, yep. Some are better than others. Yep. Yeah. Take your pick. Yep. Five star reviews would be lovely, please, and and spread yeah. the word. Tell your friends and tell them to tell their friends and so on and so forth. Um, thanks again for listening. Stay safe. We're still, as of recording, we are we are still in lockdown. We may not be in lockdown by the time this comes out. Not that it has, but um, anyway, stay safe wherever you are in the world and uh and we'll be back hopefully soon we're, we're kind of we're, we're actually out of beer there is one beer that we're we're waiting on to get posted um and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cayman islands so um the whole sort of idea of trying to do one every two weeks might be difficult so um we will definitely do something whether it's extracurricular or not we will definitely do something we back within a couple of weeks or so something before christmas i promise um but it, but it may not be bucket list beer we'll just have to wait and see anyway i've done what my usual i've gone on way too long where i should have finished the episode two minutes ago so i'm gonna go anything anything else you want to say mark anything you want to plug or say uh no no um that's it norway go done right we'll uh we'll be back soon take care everyone bye bye all i want to do is drink beer for breakfast